0: Welcome to the DTF Printing Podcast. I'm Adrienne Palmer, Editor-in-Chief of DTF.com. I'm here with Meryl Catlin, Merchandise Printing Specialist at Make a Tea Online in Coral Springs, Florida. Today we're discussing the reasons behind making the switch to DTF, how to choose between screen printed transfers and DTF transfers, and the importance of being an active part of the apparel decorating community.
1: Hey, Meryl. Hey, Adrian, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad to be able
0: to sit and talk to you. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so let's just start with maybe the beginning. Can you tell everyone about Make a Tea Online and how your business came to be? I feel like in my mind, I've gone through that story
1: like so many times and it's really kind of fun for me to reminisce about when we started. Actually, we started um, back in I think it was around 2009 and I went to a trade show and I saw this thing called a DTG machine. And I'm like, wow, this way I don't have to um, tell people that I can't do full color printing on their shirts. I don't have to like run to office Depot and get those iron on things anymore. And I could actually do this and it would be really professional. And since I have a graphic design background that actually is our background and we were, in the printing, paper printing business and apparel business, you know, apparel printing and promotional products. But um, seeing that first DTG machine, and it was kind of plastic, so I didn't go for it then because I thought, oh, I'm going to have to wait till they make one that's at least metal so it has a little more substance to it. And that's kind of how we started. So I started Make a Tea Online because I um, kind of saw how custom ink and cafe press and Zazzle were out there
0: and I kind of wanted to be like them. And so maybe just explain to listeners I mean make a tea online it, it is what it sounds like. Your customers can go to your site and make a tea yeah. online. Um, what are your typical customer base? Okay. Um, what do they look like? What are they purchasing from you? So make a tea online has really advanced from
1: when we first started and I thought that I, I, I thought at the time you build a website people are going to come. Little did I know that it was a lot more work than that. Not that I wasn't up for it, because I sure was, but I have certainly learned a lot about technology and a lot about online marketing. Um, people can either go on to Make a Tea Online, they upload their image, they, they well, they pick what garment they want, they upload the image, and they see it right there, they see the price right there, they could buy one, it's no minimum, and it's what we all call print-on-demand And it is—it's exactly that. Make a tea online. You go on there and you buy your—you buy your stuff, and then we get the orders and we print them and we ship them. But the cool thing about Make a Tea Online is that that I've been able to build affiliate stores. So we make merchandise stores. For now, we have about maybe like fifty plus merchandise stores that we build for other people that want their own businesses. And we do. We host the website. We do all the printing. We do all the fulfillment. We do all the customer service, and we have a um, a really cool uh, database right now of customers. So that's really neat. And we're also helping people make money, and getting their message out, their word out, their nonprofit, whatever it is. So it's like I started something, but it kind of changed a little bit, and it's just you got to go. Uh, well, I go with the flow. So.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so you had mentioned that you were, you bought the DTG machine and then you and I had talked previously and you had mentioned that, um, you were doing some DTF printing with your DTG machine, but you've recently purchased a DTF machine. Can you talk a little bit about why you made that switch and what it's like to kind of have that DTF machine in-house now?
1: So one thing that I think is really important as a business owner and, um, being in this industry, or probably any industry that anybody's in, is constantly educating yourself on what's new, uh, processes, things that people are coming up with, and not um, not discouraging anything that people put in front of you because you just don't know where that is going to go. And so I do a lot of I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of research. And when I first saw, the DTF process, I was like, okay, well, here's somebody they're doing it on their DTG machine. Actually, I think I saw UV DT, UV DTF first, and when I saw that, I was like, you know, blown away by it because you could take whatever it is, print it on something, and then put it on your tumblers or mugs or whatever, and you know, and it's kind of like better than a sticker, 100% better than a sticker. So when I saw that, I'm like. Are they doing this on shirts yet? So then, of course, I saw it on on a shirt, and I'm like, okay, let's let me try to do it. So immediately, I got the film. I was thinking, is do you need film? Can you just use like anything? Um, and then, obviously, realizing that the powder was like the pre-treat and how people are using it, how they put it on. i put it on. I mean, everything is like a technique. You gotta like hone your skill, hone your technique. And so we were using our DTG machine and or or both of our DTG machines to print DTF. And customers actually were requesting it because they liked the washability. They, they, that's, so they were saying, oh, I want this as opposed to this. So in the beginning, I'm like, let's test it, let's wash, let's let's wash again. Let's wash with granules soap, let's wash with liquid soap, let's let's scrub by hand. I do a million tests, wash, dry, everything and see how it works and um, the DTF held up like it was so cool and on polyester so it was like okay this is this is something that is going
0: to stay around for a while. It's interesting that you mention what your customers are asking because sometimes some customers have no clue and they don't care and they just want the shirt and then it's kind of on to the next but you found that your customers really did take the time to say this is better and we like this more and then you were able to have that conversation mm-hmm. with them. One customer who is actually a um, um,
1: a pretty well known label, they had asked us to make something for them that they were in turn going to sew onto another garment that they were that they had out there in the market. And so I had made samples for them, both DTG and DTF, and they were insisting on the DTF. And I'm like, okay, so if this big name once DTF, then obviously they like it. So <laughs> if they like it, if if Mikey likes it, everyone's gonna like it, kind of a thing. So, so it was really an eye opener for me. Yeah.
0: Were you always a digital shop, or did you have um, any type of screen printing before when you were before two thousand nine when you saw the DTG machine?
1: When I first started in the whole industry, I actually. Um, did graphic artwork for the for the industry. That's how I kind of got into selling product because I would I, w- I did work for like the salesmen that sold promotional products, and then the salesmen that would sell uh, T-shirt artwork. And so I would I worked a little bit with the um, different screen printers, and I would do their artwork for them, and then do artwork for the salespeople. And then i just started selling to my own customers and that's kind of how i got into it so i knew or i know or i knew um, all the different screen printers and paper printers and wide format printers in south florida so i had a real strong connection with all of them and being able to purchase directly my materials and that that's kind of how the kind of how my business evolved so the question was, digital? No, I was not always digital because things were not always digital. Things were were spot color. Now everything
0: is digital. <laughs> right. So with bringing this equipment in-house, you have DTG and DTF, um, what has been the biggest challenge or maybe biggest um, hurdle that you've experienced um, maybe with the equipment in-house, um, just the day-to-day look of DTF?
1: so the i would say that the biggest hurdle is for us is that we want things to be consistent looking um our customers are a lot of return customers even though we're make it to you online we still we still do large runs we still do you know like say a hundred shirts a thousand shirts of course we would screen print a thousand shirts system dtg thousand shirts or um, but we want to be consistent. So we do a lot of color testing. we printed out our color samples and sometimes the hurdles are that color isn't always exactly the same. Now, I don't know if the customer really is going to mind that too much, but for us, we really want to be, we want to match what we did last month or the month before, or even last year. And sometimes you don't quite get that exact match if it's, not black or white. And that's really the only, hurt. well, that plus the maintain, maintaining your equipment and making sure that you have all of your product, make sure you have enough film, make sure you have enough powder, make sure you have enough ink, because if you run out and then it's back or it's going to take a week to come in to your shop, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So just kind of always being on top of, everything and being on top of the equipment make sure that you know what to do don't leave your machine a mess keep it
0: clean yeah in terms of maintenance are you working directly with the vendor or do you have someone in-house that is a bit more technical who's able to work on the machine if it's down well
1: i'm going to say both so our dtg
0: machines
1: i have myself taken apart put back together i don't always like to sometimes i get very nervous about it um putting in wires and cords and ribbons and, um, yeah, I kind of sometimes get nervous about it. The DTG machine to me is like a little bit easier. The DTF machine to me is a little bit harder. I did luck out by finding somebody locally that could help me, um, that could help me, and he has been like a godsend. I, I Like I said, I've had these machines since, well, the DTF, machine for a year and a half at the DTG machines, um, you know, quite a while, and I never found anybody to help or even, even the heat presses, um, to get somebody locally to help with the heat press. That's really, really hard. And a lot of the suppliers right now, everything is, you know, just, just online. You have to email them. I mean, if you're down, you're down. We have, we have four, four heat presses. Uh, two of them are working great. One of them we're using just to hover. Um, one of them is a is an old one. I don't we've, we turned it on. We've got mug presses, we've got hat presses. Um, but your yeah your 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 equipment is what your business is. So so I I know how to do certain things, but I'm really really thankful that I found somebody else to help me because I would be a nervous wreck taking apart some of these machines.
0: Well, hopefully your machines aren't down too often that you need him all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hover over him when he's fixing everything because I wanted to see, like, if he's not here, how can I do it? So I'm getting a little bit more comfortable myself. I don't really want to be fixing the machine all the time. I really want to be focusing on other things in the business. But, you know, it's something that that you kind of have to be kind of common sense, you know. The ink, it flows. It comes out here. It's got a couple things. This is what it does, you know. But and it's not like the hardest thing. But some of these parts are made; they're so tiny, teeny. And you know, that's that's something like I don't know how how to get your hand in there. That kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, it's nice that you're able to watch him and, and see how he is handling it and kind of work through that because I feel like with DTF there is a lot of troubleshooting that goes on. And if you are a little bit, you know advanced technologically in that that sense, then it's definitely easier to be running the machine on a day-to-day basis if you have a little bit of that knowledge and background. Right, right, right. Yeah. I always say like, I can't keep my manicure nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got ink fingers. <laughs> right, yeah, of course, that's funny. Um, so how are you choosing between DTF and DTG now? I know some of your customers are asking for DTF, but typically, when an order comes in through Make a Tee Online, how are you making that differentiation?
1: So it it totally depends on the order, and it depends on the garment. I We, we tend to DTF more thicker garments, obviously, like hoodies. The, the one thing about DTF is that stiffness that I I know somebody, some genius is going to come out with something to change that texture at some point. I know that's going to happen, and I can't wait. Um, it has to be in the, has to be in in the powder. That's what I'm thinking. And, um, and so it depends on, on what it is. So like, for example, I've got, well, I happen to have like koozies right here. So that is DTF. That's so easy to have a koozie. Um, it doesn't matter. It feel it's better that it's, that it's a little bit thicker. And on cotton, on cotton, it, it doesn't, it, to me, sometimes it actually feels like screen printing, depending on the design that you have. So depending on the design, the garment, and of course, how many you're doing, that would make a, di- a difference whether we're doing DTG or DTF. Obviously, it's a, if it's a polyester, you're going to do DT, DTF because of it, you know, you can't do that with a, with a um, DTG and have it look nice. Um, at least not with my machine. I think some machines you can, but not not mine. And um, yeah, it depends. It depends. It's like you can't just. It's not just one straight answer. It depends on what it is. Now, mostly we try to design something. You know, if it's like an open open design like this, you can DTF, and it's not going to make a difference. No, you wouldn't be able to feel it, tell the difference at all. But if it's a big, heavy solid, or if it has a lot of shadows to it
0: then you don't really want to DTF that design. Right. Are you telling your customers any of this up front, um, especially if they're if they're typically online? I know you have some probably customers that aren't just through your website, but are you having that conversation ahead of time with them, or are you kind of just making that decision internally? So I'm going to say both.
1: Sometimes we are. We've had um, repeat customers, because we've had Make It Tea Online for so long. We do have repeat customers for years that have ordered... This, you know, the same thing, and um, we, maybe a couple of them have said that they wanted a polyester shirt, and we, t- we talked them into a cotton shirt because we were doing DTG, and now we've said, hey, we can do your polyester shirt now, and we also do sublimation, so we would sublimate it if we, you know, if it was a light shirt, but um, we've talked, we yes, we have told them. It may look a little bit different, but it, it will last better, Um, it's really, I think what they really kind of really cling to is the fact that DTF lasts longer than DTG and they appreciate that. So yes, I do tell my customers and I'm not just going to throw something at them that they're surprised about because that's not, I don't think that's cool to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And then when we had talked, um, Earlier, you had mentioned that if you are buying transfers, you're buying screen printed transfers. So, how are you making the decision between screen printed transfers and DTF transfers for apparel? We will buy screen print
1: transfers when it is um, one color. Um, we'll buy screen print transfers if it's um, even sometimes full color, depending on, like, sometimes we have so much work in house that I and I just have to, I just need people heat pressing. So our DTF is running. Um, I I have had to buy screen print, full color screen print transfers also, which is a good thing. It's a good thing when you have to buy transfers because that means you're really busy. And then there are times that I don't because the machine is open and, you know, we can print here in-house. We don't need to do that. So it depends on, you know, that. I rarely buy two True color screen print transfers, because the cost doesn't make sense to me, but I will buy one color screen print transfers.
0: How many staff members do you have currently uh, at your location? Um, so I
1: always have to count because you never know how many kids are coming in after school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so right now I have one, just me, Stephanie, Sarah, Kim and Delaney. So there's five of us in house and then my graphic designer works remotely. So there's really six full-time people. And then
0: the kids after school when I need them. Yeah, what's that? Are these interns or is it some type of program? Or do you just know some people who have kids? How does that work out?
1: Yeah, I just like go on Facebook like, hey. Well, in the summertime, we had, we had some really great kids in the summertime. We had three of them. Um, one of them went back to college. She's actually here now working because she's home from college for break, actually, till the end of January. So I'm happy about that. And the rest are, you know they're they're going to college, they're coming back, they're, you know, they want part-time work. They come in after school, sometimes on Saturdays. So it's I'm I'm kind of really connected in the community, which is really nice. And so it's good to reach out and you know, parents want their kids to have jobs. So
0: that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. They all think it's fun to work here, which is even <laughs> better because I think that currently in the print industry in general, it everyone is kind of aging out. And what used to be such family-run businesses where the son or daughter then becomes part of the family, it's, it's not so much happening anymore. So in order to diversify the industry, especially in terms of age, bringing in the younger generation, showing them that there's a career path is so awesome. So having students come in after school, being in a fun environment, seeing that there's opportunity, I think that's great that you're doing that. Um, have you hired anyone full-time?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it works, it works out great. It works out great. I mean, I think you even said this once, it's not like people go to school to learn how to operate a DTG machine or a DTF machine. I think I heard you say that once. And so this is like something new. You have to train them. They, you know, they have to learn. Um, And they, they come in on the ground floor and they see, you know, what, other people are doing with their cricket machines and we're doing with the, you know, like a cricket on steroids, I guess you want to, you want to say. So, so some of them have actually one girl that's working here now, her dad has a sign company. So she's been exposed a little bit to, you know, wide format. So, so she's like the perfect, the perfect after school employee for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She already knows so much about that, but I think it's really great because there's art and science and business and technology there's so many different aspects Mm -hmm. of apparel printing that they can really decide oh well i'm into this into that and then they come to work for you and see that they could they could do things uh in the realms that that they're interested in so that's great do you have any um limitations in terms of the graphics that are added to the site for the shirts you're doing or are you doing are they allowed to add something, you know, on the back or maybe a logo on the sleeve? Are there different areas that they can print to, or is it pretty standard when they go to your site?
1: No, they can they can print. So the way our software works, we use a we use a software called Deco Network, and um, Deco Network is actually um, is great because it has live live inventory with Sanmar and Broder and SNS and a bunch of other a bunch of other companies as well, and so it gives me a blank shirt of that style, all the information, the sizing and everything, and uh, you know the fabric content, and then it gives me an area where I can actually put on there if I want, look, like let's say I just want something that's like nine inches big, because it's a ladies tank top, and I don't want something that's too wide on that. I can actually make the exact size that I want. I could put it on the back. If it's a racer back, I can, put like a strip down the back. I can put something on, over like the tushy area. I can do whatever I want to on that garment for them to add, add any location. Of course, every location you make more money because it's a different print location. So, so I have that option for, for most garments. If it's not on there, then it's my error in not adding that sleeve or that neck area or something that would be, that would be my error, not you know, the error of the software or or the customer. And sometimes then they'll say, um, you know, like I, I'm sure everybody gets this, how much is a t-shirt? You know, you can't really answer how much is a t-shirt. It depends. Everything depends. So um, I just tell them, you know, go onto the site, and it will give you the information right there of the pricing. So, so it's, um, I always say that the software is a lot smarter than I am. So it knows kind of what, People are going to want before I before I know what people are going to want. Oh, so is so that that works out real good?
0: Yeah, that software definitely removes you having to communicate with the customer constantly about oh well this price for that and this that and the other. It's like it's straightforward. It's all built in, and was, then there's no question about it.
1: Right. Well, well, one thing with having DTF um, is that you can put you can put the imprint on anywhere so like on a hoodie if you you with dtg you can't go over a seam or you shouldn't go over a seam i should say i'm sure people do but they really shouldn't um and then you could put another location on the pocket you could put a location inside the hood you could put a location on the cuff yeah which i i did on a couple designs you put them on the cuff um you could put it anywhere and and you're creating like such a unique custom garment that the average person, the average screen printer isn't going to screen print. They're not going to screen print there. Screen printers are, you know, they want, they want to do the front, the back and the sleeves. And, but I think it's, well, maybe it's not too much trouble because if they did, they could screen print the front and DTF on a pocket. So they could do that too. You can have multi, multi decoration methods on your garments and that just upsells the product
0: yeah i think that's great i mean it's it's definitely versatile in that way speaking of designs and and um, locations on the garment are you seeing anything or do you expect anything to trend this year in terms of design and graphic placement specifically with dtf well
1: um one thing that i'm that i'm sure with d
0: well i know i know if i'm doing
1: something other people are doing it as well so when we do dtf It's so easy to print an additional, an additional print and then give the customer a tote bag with their design on it. And then they think you're like the greatest thing in the world when you do that. It's so easy to do that. It's so easy to then give them a mouse pad with their design on it. And it, it is, you know, it's, it, it makes, it elevates you in their eyes, which is really great for any business, especially meeting new customers and, and or how do you how are you different? What can you do a little bit different? You just give a little tiny bit, you know. You do like a three dollar tote bag or something like that, and you're a hero to them. Um, what do I what do I see trending as far as artwork goes? Um, I'm well, we're all seeing like the '90s coming back. So so the bright colors from the '90s, the big gigantic prints, as opposed to like just one word. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of graphics all over the place. Things that are that maybe don't even make sense, um, you know. Besides flowers and mushrooms and all kinds of like fantasy stuff, I, we're going to be seeing a lot of that. You see that even with um, you see that with, with high end designers. You see it with um, anything that's trending on TikTok or on Instagram. Something that catches your eye, bold colors. I know a lot of the muted colors were kind of popular. Like for some reason, I was seeing beige, a lot of beige hoodies, a lot of beige t-shirts, you know, like the tan color. I think that that with a brightly colored design is going to be really, really trending, at least in the United States. I don't know. I don't know other places in the world what's trending there, but that that would be something to look into. I think maybe I'll try to wrap my head around that um, and see what else is going on in, you know, other parts of the world. But I, I do think that because If you have the ability to make something that's where you're going to start seeing you're going to start seeing it happen so before where people would just do like one color and then all of a sudden you can do digital and then you could do digital big and you can do it all over the place you're going to start seeing that because people are going to have the ability to do that so that's going to become what we what we what we give the public is what the public thinks is popular and so the (laughs) ability will allow that to happen so that's my prediction, my my prediction in January 2nd of 2024.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, I think Pantone's color of 2024 is a peach fuzz. So you were kind of mentioning the muted beige. The peach fuzz is very light pink. So mm-hmm. very. Um, we'll be seeing that a lot this year, I think. But like you mentioned, adding a lot of color to that and different designs. And then I really liked what you said about... Okay. Um, going that extra little step for the customer, get a tote bag and add mm-hmm. that design on there or a mouse pad or a koozie. I think that's so fantastic <laughs> that you're doing that because then they will want to come back to you because th- you've thought about them. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right, right. Even a scarf. You could even do a scarf and they would tie it around their, you know, their their head, their handbag, their wrist, whatever they do with it, tie, tie it up on their shirt, sleeve, I don't know, whatever they do with it.
0: So where would you like to see DTF technology in the next few years? Is there anything you're asking vendors to do or anything that you'd like to see? So I, yes, there's a couple of things I've been asking vendors to come
1: up with. And one of them is I want someone to come up with a laundry detergent for digital printed t-shirts. And um, that could be something else that you give away with your order of a certain amount, or then you can sell it to them as well. Because the one thing that people always ask me, and if they ask me, they ask everybody, is, "Oh, how long will the design last?" And there, there definitely are, you know, issues across the board. And you don't know what they do to the garment after they leave. You don't. You do They step on it. You don't know. You know what they do to it. And um, and I think coming up with a detergent, a special laundry detergent for digital prints would be really like a great thing. So whoever's listening, any scientist or chemist out there that's listening, please come up with that. I will buy, I will buy the, I'll be the first
0: customer. <laughs> exactly. I I do think that we've said this before, you know, DTF is so much in its infancy that we will start to see things change and evolve in the next so, few years. And I think that with this massive growth in just a couple of years, People are listening, maybe not the scientists to this podcast, we'll see, but they are listening and they are wanting to make that change and and move forward and listen to customers and make it easier for them and have better quality. So I do think in the next few years that will be happening.
1: Right, right, right. I remember the first time we did a DTG on something, we had no idea that we couldn't print on bathing suits and we printed on on bathing suits for a YMCA to a swim team and the kids jumped in the water and the the image just came off and it was so bad <laughs> I was like no. this is why I, this is what what really made me do a lot of
0: research <laughs> oh my gosh wow so I mean what happened ever <laughs> what was the outcome of that the outcome was like
1: oh my god I messed up <laughs> I didn't know I honestly had no idea and I just said, Oh, I'm, I, I, here's your money back. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Yeah. It was like, Oh, I, I got to learn. Like, yeah, you have to learn what you're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you tested it with DTF since?
1: Yeah. With DTF I've done. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I do a lot of testing. So, so I, I've even, I, here, wait a second. I think I even have, this is my spill the tea room. We DTF these coasters. Um, I DTF little notebooks. I don't think I have one within my arm's reach, but but we DTF little little notebooks. Um, we've um, I think we've DTF wood. Um, we we'll just like try everything and see how it works. So so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the fun I, of it. I guess you could DTF even a mug like, if you're not going to put it in the dishwasher.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have a little disclaimer not microwave or dishwasher safe.
1: <laughs> right, right. Just for just for decoration purposes only.
0: Yeah. Um so Meryl, you were on the Gildan <laughs> board of directors. Can you explain your role on the board? I know you're on, not on it right now, but you were previously. Um and kind of why it's important to be part of the decorating or the apparel decorating community, you know, in this way.
1: Um well, it was a the, the board the board of I wish I was on the board of directors. The, the board of decorators. Um, oh, decorators. It was. Sorry. It was a great, great decorator. Right. 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 I Like I said, I wish I was a board of directors. Um, that'll be my next lifetime. Um, I. It was really a, a well, a great and a continued experience. So, so I still have contact with the people that were in my group, plus the people from Gildan, and learning about Gildan as a company was really, really eye-opening to me. I had no idea how echo-conscious they were. They weren't even talking about it. They were just doing it. Um, they There was some some of the shirts, like the ladies' styles, were always running a little small. And it was just a small group of us. And we would sit down with them. They asked us questions. What can they do to improve this? What can they do to improve that? And they they... Made the shirts bigger for ladies. They made the armholes bigger. They did stuff with the neckline. They made a. um, They changed the name of one of their shirts that we felt was a premium shirt that didn't really seem like it was a premium shirt. And they they implemented what we as their purchasers requested, and it and it was such a great experience to see somebody actually listened to our requests. So um I just got a goodie bag the other day or a goodie box from them the other day of of apparel to test, to play with, to, you know, to put in our showroom. And and it's great to be able to do that. So when somebody shows that they care about me, I of course show that I care about them. Just like making a tote bag for somebody, that little extra means a lot. And so I um, yeah I, I promote them as much as I can. I think they're a great company, great people, great people to work with. And um, I wish I was on the board of decorators for, forever with them. <laughs> so it would be it would be a, it's a wonderful experience. They reach out to the community. So anybody who's listening, if you ever get an email to um, to you know try to get involved with it. Sign up, put your name in there, because it is a wonderful, wonderful learning experience. You get to see the inside workings of, of this huge company, and it is massive. I think they have like 30,000 employees, and we went to the factory in Honduras. We saw how things were made. We saw how they have like practically no waste, and you saw the people actually sewing the garments. And, um, and how they do it, and it's really fascinating. They're, um, I would say a, I don't know what the percentage is, but I think there's like, like one thing that they don't make themselves. I, some, some, there's just like one product or maybe one little thing, one a shirt, no, I think mostly everything on a shirt. We saw the, We saw how they made the comfort colors, the difference between the comfort colors and the regular shirts dyeing it and the machines that they have, these big, gigantic machines that that dye the fabric. And it's just really a cool, a cool, cool experience. I would, would really like like hope that everybody who has an opportunity would be able to get that opportunity. So that's DOD awesome. for life. I said so, I keep telling them I I want to be one of the Gilding Girls. <laughs>
0: I love that. That's so awesome. And I think it's really important when manufacturers, whether that's of machinery equipment or blank apparel, are listening directly to their customers. I was visiting an apparel hey, manufacturer uh, last year, and I was with a few different um, print shop owners. And they were just telling them something what you know seemed to be basic, but something that they had not thought about was when you send samples to our shop, don't have any graphics or prints on them because when we're trying to show that to our customers maybe we can't do that technique or maybe it doesn't work for our environment. So they were like, "Oh, so you just want a blank shirt." They're like, "Yes." And it was having that kind of conversation where they listened directly to the print shop owner that kind of changed the game. And so I think it's just really important and cool when manufacturers listen because they should listen directly to to their customers and to have a board of Decorators, where they have that instant feedback, and to show you the entire process, just makes you a better customer in the end, and the industry better. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and I I still I still feel like I have like a friendship with the people that were on the board with me, and it's great to be able to call other people and um, you know talk about the different print methods. And I think I was the only one doing DTG. That was in the group. And um, so so now one of the other one of the other people, she's doing DTG now. And um, you know, we're we're there for each other, which is really great to to be there for each other for other people in the apparel industry. That's kind of why I started the spill the tea. Cause I wanted people to be able to come on and talk about things and share experiences, not be afraid to do that.
0: Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast, Spill the Tea, um, and you know more of the reason behind why you started it and, and what that looks like, and just the importance of sharing educational content and creating that network of apparel decorators.
1: Well, thank you for asking, Adrian. I am more than happy <laughs> to talk about Spill the Tea. <laughs> so, Spill the Tea. So, last year, it's funny how we came up with the name Spill the Tea. Last year, one of our customers invited us to go, they were having like a symposium and they had a, um, the, their theme was Bridgerton. So so I, I loved like, you know, just coming up with different things that are theme oriented. And so I said, well, let's come up with something that is kind of like British and, you know, that we can, you know, help promote our t-shirts and, and our printing. And I said, oh, let's just do, let's make little, um, koozies and that say spill the tea and and so that's where the spill the tea phrase came up and then I thought well let's just do a podcast about spill the tea this is when I was like trying to think about the gilding girls and 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 um, it was after ISS last year and I had already thought about doing a podcast and um, and to talk about stuff but it, it didn't hit me until I said spill the tea because spilling the tea in that theme is like, you know, you 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 talk basically you talk shit about whatever it is. You're gonna spill the tea about whatever it is. So we're gonna do that with about the apparel industry. And and I have found that people in our industry, they're busy, they're working every day, they're working in their shop, they're they don't get out. They don't get out to see what else is going on. They don't have an opportunity. They are even fearful of of the competition knowing who their customer is or what type of um what type of printing they're doing or how they're doing it. You know, people are people are funny about that kind of thing. But if we just got out there and we talked about everything and we talked about things that well like on like on one of our spills, we've only had six podcasts so far, but one of them we brought on a copyright attorney. And I think it's so important that that you know, that we talk about that stuff and we talk openly about printing copyrighted stuff. You're not allowed to do it, basically. And 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 so she was like really like when I was able to get her to come on and talk, I was really, really happy because she shared a lot of really good information. I'm sure that she um you know you you scared people like, no, you can't do that. You can't print that. You can you're All your hard years of work could be shut down because you printed a cartoon that somebody gave you that they bought on Etsy. Like, just don't do it. And, um, but people don't talk about that. So so um, Spill the Tea is um, informative. We had um, um, somebody from TKO who does, makes the screen print transfers. He was on one of our episodes. We had Victor Omniprint on one episode. I had one of my, board members on one episode like my, my graphic designer and I did one episode and um, so now I now I would like a fashion designer I want a t-shirt fashion designer to talk to them and and try to get in their head and try to get information and and so if there's any t-shirt fashion designers that you want me to interview you please contact me I'll be I would love to I'd love to have a conversation again you want to spill the tea so I think spill the tea you know it, it's it's still a baby. And, um, you know, Hey, maybe we'll do a spill the tea at yet your DTF conference. <laughs> well, well, we also talked to Deco network, but we did that live at printing United, but yeah, maybe we'll do it at your, at your DTF conference.
0: I love that idea. Yes. So if anyone's listening, DTF expo, February 23rd through 24th in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I, I love, I love that idea. And I just love the idea of the podcast in general, because you aren't just speaking necessarily to one genre. You're speaking to people who are on the business side, who are on the design side. Um, the copyright aspect of this industry really can get into the weeds there. Um, getting certain type of li- um, like having a copyright for a design that you thought you might have, but you actually don't. Um, there's a lot behind that, especially okay. with the Etsy world. We talked a little bit about cricket, specifically cricket. Um, owners who are moving into DTF who may be used to one thing, um, so I think that's really interesting. And where can everyone go to find Spill the Tea? Is it on Apple, Spotify, YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's under our Make a Tea
1: Online channel. Um, so Make a Tea Online, you'll see the logo. It's a it's a T. It looks like. Let me see if I have one here. Well, it looks like, the T in here. Oops, you see that T in there. It's in the cups. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a teal colored tea. Um, and it's also on spillthetea.live. So we have that domain, spillthetea.live. You can find it there. And that that is where the episodes are. If you go to our Make a Tea Online YouTube page, you'll also see um, some of our Apparel Masterminds classes that we've done. Um, I think there's maybe about like 16 or 17 Apparel Masterminds. And we're going to bring back apparel masterminds. We're going to do another next episode on the 13th. We're going to record it. And so that is basically teaching people how to design. Um, I have a lot of my merchandise stores on there also. They we teach them how to use the software, how to upload the graphics, what's going to look better on a t-shirt, the placement, um, how to do marketing for, for your apparel business and um so there's a lot of really great information on my apparel masterminds as well is that free for everyone is that
0: available to everyone
1: yeah it's free yeah yeah we were doing it we were sending out zoom links and people were coming on to apparel masterminds and i think this one that we're going to try that we're going to do on the 13th is going to be me and guillermo my graphic designer and roberto who does Um, are some marketing for us for internet marketing and social media marketing and he does seo Um, he actually works for um for sandals the resort doing their seo so he's an seo expert and he has a lot of um very interesting tips and 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 tricks for people to do their own how to do it themselves and so we're going to talk a little bit about design we're going to talk about graphics and we're going to talk about marketing so the three of us are going to do our do our apparel masterminds i'm not going to have people come into that one um and if people ask for that then we'll have then we'll do another one where people join us and they ask questions right there or we focus on let's say one of our merchandise stores and we will show you how do we build the website and and what i think looks good what the customers normally want how we try to talk them into giving their customers the say on what color shirts they have. it's a it's a it depends on what is that particular brand and what that particular brand
0: um, signifies. Yes, absolutely. So we can find you um, for spill the tea and we can find your master class. Where else can we find make a tea online? Um, uh, what's your website and your social media handles?
1: So it, everything is make a tea online. So make a tea with two E's online is our Instagram and make is our website. And you can reach me at Merrill at make a tea online or hello at make a tea online, which is easier than spelling Merrill. <laughs> and, um, and we're in Carl Springs, Florida. So if you type in make a tea online, Carl Springs, Florida, our, the, our main company is called Type Styles and that's the, that's the, the main printing company. and
0: Make it Tea Online is a subsidiary of Type Styles. Perfect. Well, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share about DGF or what's, up, what's coming up next for you and the business? Well, um, next, let's see actually
1: tomorrow I'm going to a, another trade show to a, a promotional product trade show. And I know a lot of the apparel companies are going to be there. And um, I'll find a lot of stuff that we can decorate because the promotional products, the promotional product suppliers have a lot of products that we can DTF in smaller quantities that they will sell us blank, and that's always fun to see new things. Um, I'd love to try like a metallic bag or something like that and see how that would, how that would work. I may even like do it on my own jacket or something <laughs> and see how that would work. And, yeah, I love, I love going to the shows and getting samples and then coming back and printing them. And, um, and then, yeah, then just keeping up with our, with our apparel masterminds. And we started another brand our, on our own called Love Your Fate, and that has kind of like a deep meaning to it and being in a certain place where you are in life and loving your fate. I mean, whatever it is, it's up to you to make a, to make a difference in your own life you're responsible for your own life, and loving your fate is putting it solely on you. And so that's our new, our our new, our own in-house brand. I have a couple other brands that I want to launch this year. Uh, one is Southern Babies Apparel. The other is uh, Fifty Three Clothing Company. I started Fifty Three Clothing Company a while ago, and then dropped it because it was just a lot of work to do. But we're going to be bringing that in-house again. So so not only do we do stuff for other brands but we're going to promote our own our own brands that that, um that i think people will really enjoy everyone's got to wear something
0: (laughs) thank you meryl for for joining us i really appreciate it
1: thank you for having me adrian i i I love talking to you and i i love talking about
0: what i love doing absolutely well we'll catch you on the next episode of the dtf printing podcast in the meantime you can head to dtf.com to discover new ways to grow your print business. Thanks for listening.